0: And church, as I begin preparing for today, uh, the Lord reminded me of something that happened about 30 years ago. Uh, It was about the first time uh, a friend of mine was murdered. I was 11 years old, and this brother was my classmate. His name was Eric Miles. And Eric... He was in the dope business. Not yet. He was in the dope business. And church family, you know, when I grew up, we weren't rich. You know, my, my, my parents took care of us. We had a house over our head, and, and we had food to eat, but we weren't rich. And here was this brother who had money. You know, and he would tell me, man, I, I'm, I'm making $1,200 a week cash. And, you know, that was exciting to me but it was also something that was uncomfortable with that situation. But he would brag on it, show us his money, and you know, one time, I remember the last time he stopped over, he showed me, pulled out this nice wad of hundreds and twenties, and said he was gonna buy this, and he was gonna buy that, and he was gonna do this, and he was gonna go there, but he never made it home that night. You know, he was murdered. And that shook me to the core because had I gone with him, I wouldn't be here today. You know, and, and, and leading up to today, church family, uh, preparing this message, you know, and I, I pray this has been a, uh, a journey. You know, the, the past three to four weeks, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, things have been happening, you know, um, Twelve of my co-workers were walked out the door, lost their jobs. You know, my family situations are getting complicated. And, you know, driving in these potholes in Cleveland, I had to get a new set of tires. But the the topic of the Lord, what he gave to me, was very clear. And and I questioned the Lord. I said, Lord, are, are you sure you want me to talk about this? And it's entitled... One more chance. First slide, please. You know, a few weeks ago, actually recently, uh, recently I saw it in this news. This, this gentleman here, when I got the arrow pointing to him, he was running this steeplechase race. And it's about 3,000 meters or just under two miles. And he was celebrating, trying to get everybody involved because... He just knew he was gonna win, and he had a sizable lead. And and as he's celebrating, telling everybody, throwing his hands up, the gentleman on the right, my left, won the race. And now you could imagine what he was thinking. If he had one more chance, what would he do differently? You know, or could he get a do over? Not everybody has that chance to get a do over. Now, I looked online and looked to see how many songs there were with the title One More Chance. And there's just three. But there's about 26 songs that have the word chance in it. But if we study our Bibles, you know, there's countless stories that talk about giving people one more chance. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I'm not worthy, but Father, we ask that your will be done. We ask that you be with the hearts and minds of those here and those afar, Father. We ask that you be with our sick and shut-in, Father. uh, We ask that you continue to be with our pastor and his family as they are traveling. Keep him safe and keep them encouraged, Father, And, Lord, we ask that you be with our members who may be viewing online, Father. We know that they are loved. And, Father, if so moved, we just let your will be done. And let these words be your words and not mine's. Amen. Amen. Now, church family, you ever have that feeling when you really want something really bad? You know, maybe like that uh, red velvet cake for dessert? Uh, or nowadays, the, the new iPhone watch. Or uh, for the ladies when that uh, Michael Kors purse goes on sale at Dillard's. Or for the young folk when there's a uh, new retro Jordans come back. Well, I'll tell you something. When The, the, the first time when I, I saw the young lady who was now my wife, I noticed her. It was something about how she carried herself that made me say, hmm, but I I didn't get a chance to say much to her, but I said to myself, the next time, I'm gonna speak to that young lady. And so, the very next time I I did, I I actually went up and told her, I said, you know what? You're gonna be my wife. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you can imagine, she looked at me, didn't really know me and said, you crazy. (laughs) Rolled her eyes at me and kept going. But church, about three years later, prayerfully, we we entered into our marriage. And uh, I knew at that moment before then, I said, Lord, if I had one more chance, if this is your will, she's going to be my wife. Now, I believe that same level of excitement that I had is what the Lord wants for us. If we're given that opportunity to seek him, to come to for him, heaven rejoices when we put aside ourselves for the Lord. Now, the title, One More Chance, is, is very broad, and I uh, just want you to walk with me just a few more moments, and I'll narrow it down, and then we'll open it back up. Can we go to the next slide, please? The text today is from Ecclesiastes 9, verses 10 through 12. Ecclesiastes 9, verses 10 through 12. If you have your Bibles, we're also going to have it on the screen. Coming from the King James Version. When you do have it, would you please say, Amen? It reads, verse 10: Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work nor device. Nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding. Nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance. Notice that word chance. Chance. Happen to them all. Verse 12, for men also knoweth not his time as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, as the birds that are caught in the snare. So are the sons of man snared in the evil time when it falleth upon sudden suddenly upon them. Now, these texts along with the entire book of Ecclesiastes excited me. Uh, Because when I read it, I thought Solomon was talking to me. You know, to put it in context, Solomon, the wisest man on the world at that time, ruler of Israel, uh, wrote this about 931 B.C. And as Solomon began to reflect and look upon his life of his actions and his inactions, how he pursued so many worldly things and so many pleasures, and he could have it all, and if he wanted it, do it, and it happened. But yet and still, he felt empty. You know, it was something that said, okay, Solomon, I've been afforded all these things. My father was a great man. He left me everything, and yet I'm doing everything but what the Lord has asked me to do. You know, some folks would call, you know, Solomon was a baller. He was a baller, and a lot of people look up to those ballers because they think that man is exciting. He has all of these things, and he could do this, and he could do that. And yet, Solomon, when he he reconciled himself, felt empty. And he knew one day that he would die. And so he wanted to lay out his pearls of wisdom in his autobiography. Now, it's not a salatial autobiography that you're going to see on the top ten. But if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you'll see the meaning and the depth of his experience because he kept it real. He didn't pull no punches and it told you exactly how life is back then. And if you listen today, people are still quoting Solomon. And people think that these are terms or, or statements that they heard from down south. But it's actually in the Bible. You know, one time I I thought about when I was actually singing a sermon, singing a solo, excuse me. And uh, I was telling a, a brother about it. And I said, when it was my turn to sing the solo, I had invited some of my friends And I was proud of myself. And even though we were singing in the house of the Lord, I turned the attention upon myself, and I forgot the words. (laughs) But I was thankful for that experience because it made me remember what was my purpose. My purpose was to serve the Lord and not the other way around. And the choir director, you know, she smoothed it out, pulled the choir back in, and meanwhile, I'm sitting there, upset that I did that, and I realized it immediately, and I'm embarrassed, but I was also thankful. Can we go to to the next slide? Now, I, I told my wife, if you could see it, it says, you will not get what you deserve. Now, I had to have a picture of that fortune cookie, because if you think about God's grace, you will not get what you deserve. You know, if you think about the, the stories of One More Chance, think about in the beginning with Adam and Eve, you know, eating the, the, from the fruit of truth, the, the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And after the Lord told him not to do it or you will surely die. And the Lord could have immediately, okay, started over. But he didn't. Or Jonah You know, uh, avoiding preaching to the town of Nineveh, God still gave him another chance. Or uh, or Samson, even though Samson, when the Lord gave him grace, it was at a cost. It was at a cost. And disciples, all of them were given another chance. And, you know, church, I know I'm the biggest sinner. You know, I, I... I I hate to have to be in that position where, you know, if I'm not listening to the Lord and you have to pull out that help me Jesus prayer when things get rough, that's not what the Lord wants. And, you know, as I mentioned, our pastor mentioned that I'm the biggest sinner and and there's times when I know that God's grace has spared me, but not without consequences. You know, some of the stories I, I tell my daughter, I say, well, you know, at a given point in time, I will share more with you because it has to be appropriate for her. Now, she's 12, but then as she's becoming, in this day and age, there's times where some things you got to expedite it because technology and and exposure has put us in a different perspective. But, you know, the the Lord spared me one time. I was in high school, and, you know, I thought I was cool, and me and my friends were going to hang out. We were going to skip school, and we... Got into a in friend of our friend's car. Was driving across town and got into a car accident. I still have the scar above my eye to as a memory of that moment of when I stepped out doing something I knew I shouldn't have been doing. And I'll tell you a funny story. I knew when, if anybody knows me, knows that I love to travel. Uh, I plan on hopefully seeing the entire earth at one point in time, or at least touched ground on their uh, continent at some point. Maybe not Iceland or Iran, but just a few spots. But I was traveling one time by myself, and as the plane was ascending, going up to cruising, cruising level about 20, 25,000 feet, the pilot comes over and says, uh, uh, passengers, we, we, we're going to have to turn the plane around because we are experiencing mechanical issues. Please remain seated with your seatbelts fastened. Now, church family, I don't know about you, but we're 20,000 feet in the sky, and if something happening up there, there is no coming back. And church, I was in fear. That fear where I wanted to be on my knees. I said, I'm not going to listen to this, to the the pilot. I'm going to get on my knees right now and start to pray."ing But that, that prayer was confessing, and I was bawling because I knew that this could be it. And I wouldn't want that to be my last time. But, Lord, if this is it, I wanted to get it all in right now. But church family, it shouldn't have to be that way. Because... No man knows the date, nor the hour, nor the time. And I didn't know it, but I thank the Lord that I did have one more chance. I did. Now, we go to the the next side. Uh, Church family, um, now, a friend of mine, his name is Arthur. Arthur and I were uh, in Pathfinders together, and uh, Arthur was on his way to becoming like a music mogul. He was a promoter. He was student government president at his school. He was doing so many things, big things. And in church family, the Lord had a, a different route for him. He didn't know it at the time, but he did. He does now and still does. Now, Arthur has multiple sclerosis. Now, he began losing a lot of his faculties. Uh, They also tried to fast track and put him on a steroid, and all that steroid did was atrophied his muscles and his legs. So he can't stand without any type of medical or mechanical assistance. Now, normally you would think that he would be depressed. You know, in one of his posts he put, since 2010 to just February of this year was the last time he was able to write. Five years had passed with him not being able to write. But that doesn't stop him because now he can actually, with technology, he can actually speak to the phone and it dictates his words, and this man is on fire for the Lord. Every day, he's putting out quotes and texts and inspiring people to love the Lord. He's not depressed. His trainers, his trainers who aren't Adventists, are posting things on social media and tagging them saying they are encouraged because, because of him. He had one more chance. And church family... What will be your story? I know I'm seeking the Lord, and there's things I know I need to do better. You know, there's times where, you know, I may get mad when someone cuts me off on the expressway, but I remember when, uh, when I had that one, when, when the first flat tire went off, my daughter was in the car with me, and we were... On 71, and the Lord spared us because when that tire went out, it went out extremely fast, but it happened when we stopped and were off the expressway. The size of the hole in that tire was large, and and I still don't know, but I do know that it was the Lord that guided us. It was the Lord that guided us. And some things, you know, I never told my daughter what had really happened. She just knew that the tire was flat. You know, and, and that's one thing I just want to impress upon us, Lord, that we have to trust in the Lord. We have to give ourselves to the Lord and not forsake that today may be our last chance. So, church family, if you want to do-over, If you just want one more chance, would you please stand? Bow heads and close eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you. Lord, we know that your grace and mercy is sufficient. And, Father, sometimes it may be hard for us to see or recognize, or sometimes, Father, we are just not conscious or aware of what you're doing for us. for Lord. But we want to thank you for all those times that you spared us. You spared us for things seen and unseen, Father. And, Lord, we just ask that you continue to guide us, Father. And, Lord, knowing that your grace may come at a cost. And we have to be willing to accept that. But, Father, we must not be willing to forsake eternity for the pleasures of this world, Father. And, Lord, I want to say thank you, Father. Lord, if there is a a soul here, Father, that, that wants to give their life to Christ, Father, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit move upon them. Move in a mighty way, Lord, that will guide them to you. Father, thank you again for just allowing us to have just these few moments to to, to be with you and to commune with you, Father Lord, and be with every household present today. In Jesus Christ, we do pray. Amen.